suicide, bullying, physical abuse, verbal abuse. These are all topics that we need to speak about more. And if they may be of help to someone you know, please refer them to this show with Steve Simpson, the author of the Teenage and Young Adult Survival Handbook. Steve is here to share his past stories and how he put all of these into a comedic sense I learned on writing with authors. He put a great spin on the narrative delivering this information because, as he mentioned, if someone would have just handed him a book, it may have not worked, may not have gotten that value to him because he might not have read it. He's done a great job at giving you the information in this book and finding a way to have you enjoy it. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and this is a mental health break. Each week on this show, I sit down with a new advocate or professional to share their why and tips for mental health. But before I bring on Steve, we have to learn how he podcasts. Steve, which platform do you stream your shows through? I use Apple for myself. I'm on Apple as well. It's right in my phone. It's easy. When in the day do you listen to your shows? Most of the time, later in the day. Okay. Uh, I can catch my office. I'm in my office at real late hours. Uh, so some, And sometimes into the evening, well into the evening. Whenever you can make time for that, I like that. Is it usually in the headphones, in the car? For me, it's the phone, actually. I use the phone. I do the headphones here and there, you know, but sometimes I just get on that phone and just go with it, you know? I love it. Thank you for sharing, Steve. To everyone listening on, welcome and thank you for joining us. It is time once again to talk all things mental health on a mental health break. I am Vincent A. Lancey, the author of Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. You can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media, YouTube, or my website, VincentALancey.com. And both of those books are on Amazon, so you can get them tomorrow. For those of you who are new to the show, each episode, I sit down with mental health advocates and professionals from around the world to help you on their journey. Of course, my why for mental health came after suffering a traumatic brain injury, and you are minutes away from learning today's guest's why. Before I bring him on, I would like to share that this episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness, dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or any other mental health issue, give them a call today for a free consultation, therapy that inspires change, and their info is in the show description. Just scroll down. Award-winning child advocate Steve Simpson will tell you that because of increased anxiety, depression, bullying, and abuse, he predicts the highest suicide rate on record this year, especially for teen girls. For instance, many youths are faced with anxiety from going from virtual to in-person learning, bullying, or hazing. This pandemic has done a lot for us adults, too, on our mental health, so put ourselves in these kids' shoes with already so much uncertainty. He's going to offer a lot of resources and some things to look out for for your students and youth in your life, like them seeming disconnected, not interested, certain expressions, isolation, maybe declining grades, you name it. He's making a huge impact on the world by helping children and parents everywhere. And for today, we have the opportunity to have him share his expertise with us. Steve Simpson, thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Would you mind giving our audience a preview to who Steve is more on the personal side, and then we will dive into all things mental health. Sure. I live through what I write about. 
uh, a former abuse child of an alcoholic. My father was a very violent, abusive alcoholic. He both physically and verbally abused me. Uh, physical had no rhyme or reason. He'd be speaking to you like I'm speaking to you, and boom, you got hit, punched, pushed, things thrown at you. Uh, so it was always living in certainty. Um, and I always laugh because to this day, I still eat fast because I learned real fast. The swing I went from that table, the less chance you got of getting hit. But for me, the verbal abuse did even more damage. Those scars took longer to heal. Uh, the verbal abuse caused my self-esteem to be shattered. I had none when I was young, no self-esteem. Uh, Maybe unwanted. I wasn't supposed to be around. I blame myself for everything. Uh, in alcoholic homes, the active alcoholics tend to blame their kids for their stuff. It was my fault my parents got along, my fault my father drank. Everything was my fault. And actually, if you don't get help as you get older as an adult, you will continue to take blame for things. And worst off, I became, I, I thought of starting thinking of suicide since I was 11 years old and tried it. And it wasn't for attention uh, or any, all those rumors people say because I really wanted to get out. I always say, I didn't want to die, I just didn't want to live. And you might say it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing. Living to me was constant abuse, constant anxiety, constant problems, constant drama, as they said. And I said, you know, 11 years is enough of this. Because right? I never, here's the key, I never thought it was going to get better. And that's the most common denominator of all of us who've been in that realm. You just already mentioned you're encouraging people to get help. It's good to talk to somebody. It's okay to talk to someone because it is okay to have feelings and emotions. We are human. That is just what humans do. We have feelings and emotions. Talking with someone, especially professional, can definitely get you on the right track. As we spoke about before, Steve, what works for some doesn't work for everyone. Therapy can be a great tool for some. Others prefer exercise, you name it. There's many things out there. Give yourself a chance by giving a chance to several mental health improvers. Which type of mental health disparities did you speak? Did you uh, face, Steve? Did you have anxiety, depression, schizophrenia? Which areas did you experience? For me, it was more anxiety. Okay. And a couple of things. I like where I'm going to pivot some things you just said, too. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was anxiety. And, and also, I know people like to use the word disorder, and, and that's, you can use that term. But some people don't get help because they I don't have any disorder. They get pushed off. And some people are, are you said too, what's good for one is not good for the other. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, a lot of people have attention deficit disorder. It's legit. I know people who have them and their kids have them. However, you could have labeled me that too growing up. That's not what I had. And many young people, is the reason I can't pay attention is because my father just terrorized the family last night. And I could do my homework when he's busy screaming and yelling at a loss. And of course, you're sitting in school now thinking about the night before or getting anxiety by going home that night, you know? So again, um, sometimes you could be mislabeled, which I would have been easily today. And it wasn't because, and I even spoke to special ed teachers off the record. They said there are many kids in the class. They feel they're not, they're here for the wrong reasons. Yes. So they need a social worker more than them. Now, as far as what type, so of course there's therapy and of course there's um, uh, self-help groups. So two things, one, Therapy, I used to say all the time, I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. I'm not going to the school social worker. I was wrong. They said a lot of things I did know, and they were able to help me. For me personally, though, it was the self-help groups that did the most for me. And the reason why is I walked around, like you said, with a very low self-esteem. Never even tried in school. I was the teacher's nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, but... Once I got to this self-help group, I noticed there were smart kids there and their parents would call them the same things my dad called me. Wait a minute, something's wrong. Okay. I get it. I'm on the 10 most wanted list for teachers in the school. Okay. I get why. Why? You, you're a straight A student. Why is he calling you stupid, loser? You're, 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 and that was the point.
it had nothing to do with me and not, and for people are listening to this it's nothing to do with how how you are school not good in school whether you're a guy whether you're a girl whether you're straight whether you're gay it's not you if your parent had a different child they would have done the same thing to them and once i because abuser abuses because they're an abuser not because of their victim anything the victim does or doesn't do once i discovered that i spun things around i literally became, did a 180 became a top student i became from teachers dreading me to teachers loving me <laughs> and talking good morning how are you same student I could have done that all my years in school, just didn't believe I could. And that was all from the example of joining a self-help group and learning, as you said before, I wasn't the only one. I put that quote down, an abuser abuses because they're an abuser. It's nothing to do with the victim at times. And the self-help group is great. If you don't have a coach, a best friend, an accountability partner, someone, some way to bounce ideas off of and work with, you can't keep everything bottled in and we're learning that more and more as mental health stigmas are slowly being broken. You have to get it off your chest. When did you decide that you were going to start taking a stance on mental health advocacy? Was it with the books? Actually years ago, even when I was still in my teens, okay, made that turnaround. I was asked to speak at other schools, you know, and kind of encourage them. And that literally I never stopped. <laughs> I just kept speaking. Amazing. And of course, eventually it branched off to media, obviously television, radio, and hence, uh, and I love podcasts because there's more time. And most of podcasts are more like you, who are coming from the same realm. So you get some really helpful conversations going on. And I always wrote fiction, but eventually I decided to add the nonfiction elements of how I survive. And that's why I like that mix. Survival handbook. Yeah, you're basing it on real life events in a in a character way. I think that's really unique, and I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to. This audience checking out your episode on writing with authors on my YouTube channel. He delves really deep into those books. He's got four books and he talks really went into that book there. I want to now ask you to help our audience, Steve. What are some mental health tips you can give to our audience? Well, first of all, as I said, everyone always thinks they're the only person. Let me give you an example. Take children of alcoholics. They say, and I, the statistic I think is pretty dead on, one of every five children today is a child of an alcoholic or drug abuser. That's a lot. So if you got think of the average classroom, that's about at least yeah. a half dozen kids in that classroom. You're not the only one. Here's the problem. Everyone's always fronting. Okay, take the holidays coming up. Everyone always, oh, we did this, we had a great time. And I had a horrible time. I was stuck with this abuser, okay? But they were all fronting. They were going through the same thing. So you start thinking, I'm really the only person. You're not the only person. And you're certainly not the only person with anxiety. We all have anxiety in different ways that comes out in different ways. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're crazy. All these things are off the table. You've seen how many celebrities, especially young adult ones, come out and talk about their anxiety issues. And here's people that are successful, not just money-wise in their career. And they're saying, I have these problems. So the first thing I want to tell people, you're not the only one. But like if you had a physical problem, okay, you go to a doctor, you get it. Hey, you would just stand there with a fever for two weeks in a row. You need to do the same thing with this, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a psychologist, whether it's a social or self-help group, a combination of them, okay? Um, just like you would take care of a physical problem, take care of it. And the best part is, my opinion is, there's probably better chances of being healed with, with the emotional and mental problem than there is a physical today. <laughs> I love how you bring that up in both of my mental health books, Mr. Lanty Talks Mental Health and Mental Health Week. Exactly what I say is, if you, you go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned, if you have a broken bone, you're going to go to the doctor, you have a physical health, you also have a mental health, and you need to treat it as such. 
What are some more ways you're going to raise awareness for the importance of mental health in the future here, Steve? Continue, double down what I'm doing now. Okay, obviously writing, obviously the more shows, the better. You know, there's no such thing as too much attention to it. It does not like it got any better. Okay, yeah. uh, and speaking, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in the school, I, I even spoke to, which is a little different, some business organization, political groups asked me to speak to them and I didn't get into the politics with them, but I mentioned these things because you know yeah. what, when you know, I have people walk up to me afterward privately and say, I was abused as a child. You of know, course. And that's very powerful for you, I'm sure, as a speaker, because for me, when I'm on stage speaking and someone comes up after and they say they thank me for why this stuck with them, the story stuck with them. The goals you have to you want to obviously touch more than one person. But if you can positively impact someone, you see you did. My job was done. Absolutely. Another thing, too, is a lot of people blame things in their personality. They don't get help when they're younger, they're older and they think it's just me. I'm not good in relationships. I have no patience. Then you find out, no, it's because what you lived through as a child. And the great news about that is you can change. It's mm -hmm. not you. It's the symptoms of living through what you lived through. And you can change and you can be happier, you know. Well said. It's never too late to change. It may be scary because change is scary. The unknown is scary. The uncertainty is scary, but it will pay off long run. Little things as a morning routine, little small steps in the right direction. Don't try to put too much on your plate. Do a little bit here, a little bit there, and then add more as you feel comfortable. But I can't think of a better time, Steve, to get your take on the Spotlight story. If it's your first episode with us, at the end of each show, I share the, uh, I share the mental health story of someone who is famous to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. As we have someone on the show today who proves to us that anything is possible with the right mindset, we will now talk about Ken Griffey Jr.'s story He's one of the greatest superstars baseball's ever seen, especially in the 90s. He was probably the biggest name in the sport. However, the world was almost robbed of this when Griffey attempted to take his own life by suicide, a survivor, before his MLB career even began. He was the number one overall pick in the 1987 draft, so a real star. He wasn't old enough to vote, but he already had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Just two years later, he debuted in Seattle on the Seattle Mariners, actually playing professionally with his father, which is awesome. If he never got injured, he probably would have really been the best, the home run king before after Barry Bonds. But despite these injuries and retiring with 630 home runs and with more honors than many, he still wasn't happy. And I think this is a huge lesson for everyone to take. Teams held him to a higher standard because he was the son of another baseball star. He was expected to work harder. He was fed up with not only his father and coaches, but life in general. So he took drastic actions. Quote, it seemed like everyone he was yelling at me in baseball. Then I came home and everyone was yelling at me there. I got depressed. I got angry. I didn't want to live. With all of this in mind, he swallowed 277 aspirin pills in an attempt to end his life. While Griffey was considered to take his own life before this was the first and only time he actually followed through, and luckily it failed. I've learned since he's doing some child advocating, and he sent a clear message to anyone who was in his shoes. Don't ever try to commit suicide. I am living proof of how stupid it is. What do you take away from all this, Steve? Well, a few things. First, again, it does show you that we were almost robbed uh, of that man earlier on. I mean, later on, like you said, it, it, he tried it. Uh, it also shows, as I said before, about being alone. Here's someone's on top of the world, okay? And you've seen this with singers. You've seen this with actors, okay? On top of the world, and yet anxiety gets them. So two things. One is that 
you could, if, if you carry these things in you, even if you're successful when you're in your realm, if you don't get help, it's going to catch up to you. There was something you bury things, you bury them alive and they keep growing. Um, and one thing I like to get at people who are listening to this is I've known, obviously, because my volunteer work, a lot of people over the years who have been suicidal, including myself in that category. And there's one thing that I've noticed for those of us that tried it, like myself, and of course, what you just mentioned, but didn't die. We live, thank God. Okay. Or even thought about it, but maybe just didn't go forward. We all have one thing in common. And I don't mean 90%. I don't mean 95. I mean, 100%. We're all glad we didn't die. Why? Things always got better. We couldn't see at the time how they're going to get better. Uh, I used to say, I don't see how I can get better, but, uh, but things do work out. And, we, and that's the thing I can take home for people. Yes, you might have to take some action. Again, get some counseling. Um, again, uh, read. Uh, there's 800 numbers you, you can call as well. For, so get some help. What, you have to put that in place. Again, self-help groups. Our churches are great wealth. Even you remember that church. They tend to have 12-step programs and self-help groups, parish outreach. If that church doesn't have it, go to a different one. And most of these things are free. So I would say um, get the help. But keep in mind, as much as I've been in many situations in my life where I've had experts tell me, I don't know how this is going to work out, Steve. I've had people in my group that I run where they were told, Steve, they said there's no hope. And you know what? Let's just hang on there. Let's just try anyway. How's that? We'll be rebels. That's right. Things worked out. I always say take a deep breath, say a prayer, and just for strength and run forward. And think, and I've heard this many times over. Oh, God, am I glad I did not die. Oh, my, oh I didn't try it again. Once you get the light and once time passes, certain things will become more clear. And that may just be you wanting to be alive because look at how much great you can do. Today's guest is an example of that. Ken Griffey Jr. is an example of that. And if you're out there listening, so are you. I want to thank you so much, Steve, for taking the time to stop by this show. I love how you encourage people to get help right in the beginning. We touched on physical health being just like mental health, something I stand by. And of course, I really admire your involvement in the school systems as that is something I do as well. We'd like to now ask you for your last word. Last word is hope. Okay. In other words, no matter how desperate something is, even if you have people surrounding you who are giving you, telling you there's no hope, sometimes I would surround myself with negative people, which was not cool either. Okay. So again, um, just make that effort. Even if you say, like I say, what's the difference? Just try, reach out and try to get help. And you'll be amazed of how information comes to you. You'll be amazed how fast, how fast things get better. That's what blew my mind out, how mm-hmm. fast things get better. And you know what? You want to hang on because i tell you why. You survive what you're going through. You're going to help other people survive. And that should be a motivation for you. You're, what you're going through now is not going to waste. Okay? You're going to help other people with it. Absolutely. Now tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find your book. Sure. PowerPublishingCorp.com. That's PowerPublishingCorp.com. Not just the books, uh, interviews, all sorts of takeaways there that can help you. And if you know someone else, by the way, that might be going through this, turn them on to this. Follow them to that. Follow them to this episode. And I always say to people, give it to everyone. Just throw it to everyone. Post it. Because you never know who that person is. There's valedictorians that were suicidal. Okay, the parents, if you said my kid does great grades, I only got my other kid help because he was failing. Don't make that mistake. No one survives abuse without being damaged. Okay, everybody should get help in therapy. Well said, just as we'd say before the spotlight story, you never know what someone is going through because of the way they look at from the outside. They could have millions. They could be a home run king and they still may want to consider ending their life. Don't be so hard on yourself. 
Be sure to check him out on the internet. And we are at a mental health break on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook on Twitter because the character limit, we are at podcast by Lancey, but you get updates from all four shows. Mental health week and Mr. Lancey talks mental health are available on Amazon. Check them out. And thank you for listening. See you next Tuesday on a mental health break. Steve, thank you for stopping by. Thank you.